like, dude, you've already fucked around and found out. Why are you trying to push it? Why did you not get out of town? He told you to leave. Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where every once in a while, the bad guy gets his comeuppance. My name is Mary. And I'm Sarah. Josh here from the South Fork Pool. And I'm Melanie. Cool, cool. <laughs> slightly distracted. Slightly distracted. Today's been a roller coaster, y'all. Do we have any housekeeping, guys? Yes, yes. Uh, I have been actually starting to go through the full cast list and look up birthdays and death dates because I want to put together a calendar for us. It's post up on our page and stuff. Cool. For different things. And just throw out the, uh, since we're in the month of March, I'm going to just throw out a few birthdays uh, for all of March, just so we can cover, uh, start covering monthly birthdays. Alice Herson uh, Mavis, her birthday was March 10th, born 1929. Teresa herself, Rosanna Christensen, was born March 11th, 1951. Of course, Steve Canale was, uh, is March 14th, 1946. Dennis Patrick, Von Leland himself, also March 14th. Patrick Duffy and Leslie Ann Down are on March 17th. Dak Rambo, of course, Jack Ewing, March, uh, he passed away on March 21st, 1994. Kathleen York, who played, um, God, what was her name? She was the girlfriend of Eddie, who was one of Lucy's boyfriends. She was the side oh. piece. The girl was, who works at the... At the Hot Biscuit. Hot Biscuit, yeah, yeah. She was uh, March 21st, 1961. <laughs> the hot Biscuit. Harry, Harry McSween, James L. Brown. The 19... Hot Biscuit. <laughs> he was... Mar- later, Mary, the Hot Biscuit. He was uh, Mar- March 22nd, 1920 was his birthday, so he would be 101. 1920. Dr. Oh, LB, Jeff Cooper, passed away on March 24th, 2018. Brenda Strong celebrated her birthday on um, March 25th. She just turned um, 61. Kate Reed, who played uh, Lillian Trotter, died on March 27th, 1993. And yesterday, Annie Wershing, who played Allison Jones on the new series, celebrated her 44th birthday. And in case people haven't been paying attention, South Fork Ranch does a live virtual home shopping network type thing every Friday at 9.30 a.m. Central Time. So figure out your time zone, wherever you are, and go on to Facebook and uh, show off some items of the week and different things. And can you, you buy can, anything? Can you just call in and be like, hey, I want to buy a Christmas ornament? Or can you only buy the things that they show you? They are leaving up each week the previous week's items. So you can ask about different items. I have okay. actually been in contact with them about a South Fork jacket that I have that the pockets have ripped. Letterman's jacket? No, it's just a windbreaker type of a jacket. And uh, I sent I them mean, a picture. A Letterman's jacket would be cool with the SF on it. Yeah, it would be cool. That would be, that would like, be really yeah, cool. Like, like the high school letters, it's just an S yeah. and F. 
Yeah. That would be sweet. That'd be really cool. They have the only stock left. I should mention starter this. Jacket. Starter jacket. Yeah, starter jacket. <laughs> they have the only stock left of those JR dolls where he's wearing. Yeah, the, I've been wanting to get that. They have them still? They're not produced anymore. They have the only stock each. One of them is his regular suit that he wore. And the other one is the suit he wore when he was shot. I got a call because I Which didn't get it when time? I was there, and I you can get it. you can call them. Uh, go okay. to their South South Fork uh, page on Facebook. Yeah, and you can either call them or email them at info at southforkranch dot com. Okay, I'm going to do that because and I, they, I need they that. will I provide shipping. They will ship anywhere in the world. Uh, yeah. They will give. They will calculate the shipping, and you can figure out if it's worth the shipping yeah. costs if you're overseas or what have you. And right. Uh, just just a shout out to them, and they did a uh, virtual tour last week with uh, Jana, who's the general manager of the ranch, and South Fork Sally, as we all know, who um, was the did the introduction at the 40th anniversary when she was on stage. They did a tour of the ranch, and there were there were a few problems with getting instructions to people, but it was on the Dallas Historical Society page, and uh, we've posted links on our group and page, and you can actually watch the playback of the tour. So I think, as we know, that this technology thing is a work in progress, and a yeah. lot of times things don't work the way you want them to. It is. It definitely is, and I've seen a lot of People liking and trying to join lately, uh, which yeah, is great. We I love feel like things have been yeah. picking up. I don't know. Like, it's, yeah, I can tell that it's yeah. a, few, a few of the cast members are starting to poke around in the uh, and notice the page. So curiosity. We might be uh, we might be reaching out to them at some point. And there are there are open invitations to any of the cast if they would like to join us sometime. So heck yeah, exactly. come talk some yeah. smack about Dallas with us. And speaking of smack, I'm smacking down some bourbon tonight. What are y'all smacking yeah, down? What are we all drinking? I'm drinking some red wine. I wish okay. I had red wine. I have Michelob Ultra tonight. Very light beer. Hey, it's the go-to. I was actually going to do the JR Ewing bourbon tonight because we're doing the season get it. Man, we're recording at 5 o'clock Pacific time, and I just can't do shots of bourbon. If I'm not that you, hardcore, you, you can, you not. can, but the effects might be a little woozy. Yeah. Not on a Monday night. Like not I on usually... a Monday night, you guys. On a on a serious note, I would like to uh, raise a glass in a moment. Um, last week we had the shootings in Boulder, Colorado, oh, in the yeah. supermarket. Yeah. And my sister was in the store when the shooting That's started. Crazy. She had a large order. She normally goes to Whole Foods, and she happened to be in King King Sopers, and. She had a large order, and the manager opened up a register, and they heard the first shot. My sister went to the ground, injured her foot, and she said, in recalling the incident, she said she was paralyzed with fear, and the manager and her made eye contact, and the manager said, get up and follow me now. She got her out the back door, off the loading dock, and they ran to the to a house, and then my sister ended up walking home. Two miles. Um, is your paralyzed from fear? Like you don't know what to do. Yes. I mean, you would not know what to do. Like I would just be like, I probably and wouldn't. She's I had a rough. She, she's had a rough two years because she's been battling cancer, and she was back there on Friday with the survivors to 
there was a news story and they were telling the stories and she uh you okay she th- she thanked the workers for their bravery and helping her get out of there and my niece was really taken by that she said with all that she's going through the fact that she would get go over there on her way to yeah. a cancer treatment appointment to go back to that oh, scene yeah. and just yeah. to say nice things about the workers. Um, yeah. Just to get back there would be hard. Right. It just shows her positivity and her character. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, today is actually her birthday. So oh, oh, happy, birthday. happy birthday. And-, and, and my late brother who passed away in a car accident in 2000, his f- birthday would be today too. So we should just. Okay. Well, happy oh, birthday. Your brother this. died on your sister's birthday. No, he was born. They were born. They had the same birth date. I'm saying, oh, different, yeah. different year. They had the same birthday. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we're lifting a glass. We'll lift, lift a glass to them. So. To, to Kim and Justin. Yes. Yes. Kim and Justin. To Kim and Justin. Yeah. We're gonna be drinking a lot in this episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Very first thing is number one. The very first scene. First scene. First scene. So, yeah. So the uh, so this is the second episode that CBS had ordered of the additional two episodes, and they were tasked with coming up with a new cliffhanger. So, what did they come up with here? Good job, CBS. That's what yes. I say. All right. Tonight we are reviewing season three, episode twenty-five, "A House Divided." Season dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I believe you knew that. You'll regret this. Is that a threat, Vaughn? A promise. I've put up with all the wheeling and dealing and backstabbing that I'm going to. We leave in the morning. You're a drunk and unfit mother. The sooner we have you put away in that sanitarium, the better off you're going to be. He's got to be stopped. I can't rely on anyone else to do what I have to do. We have finally made it to the end of this season after finally. all this time. Yes. <laughs> Written I'm really, by I'm Rita really Dow, directed by Irving J. Moore, and it aired March 20th, 1980. And let's see. Guest stars Dennis Patrick, Ron Hayes, Jeff Cooper, and Chris Coffey. This episode was the number one show of the week with a 32.7 rating and a 52 share. And I keep saying I'm going to just give everyone a lesson in rating and share at some point. So I'm going to prepare that for another episode coming up. Probably early early in the next season because one of those episodes really had a high rating and share that would be great for... I'd say... Would be great Uh to break down and understand. Uh, So viewers or listeners out there can really know what we're saying by ratings and shares. And you know. I, know, I would like to be schooled on a little tape yeah. because I don't know. Yeah. And I, I'll, right. I'll prepare that. Cause I, I, I used to go, ratings, but not shares. Yeah. I used to go yeah. every Wednesday, USA today would publish all the TV show ratings for the previous week. Right. In their don't entertainment they still do section. That? I haven't had any reason to buy it in years. So you I just find them by show individually on like Wikipedia. They usually Put that out yeah. there. Yeah. This was a long, long before the internet. I would go down every week just to see where Dallas was in the ratings. Guess say internet. Guess could say internet. Thank you to my grandmother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I wrote it down, but I don't have it with me now, of course. But 
the I read on the makeup artist and the costume people for this. There wasn't a lot of like notable costumes, I would think, but the makeup looked really, really good. Hair and makeup looked good on everybody. They did. Even mm-hmm. Pam. Everybody, they did a good job. So, but I don't remember any outfits that I would be like, ooh, I love that in this episode. Yeah, Sue Ellen's makeup, I think, was particularly spot on. Hers has been getting better, everyone. Pam's always looked good, but her hair is just doing that funky, short in the front, long in the back you know, thing. And it's going, she worse. goes through some hairstyles that aren't the best. It, just it's going to be worse. There's some early 80s. Uh, it's going to be worse. Just wait for the perm. Four and five. Love you, Victoria, but yeah. Yeah. That was the thing. Because my, my mom had the same perm. when I yeah. was born. No, it was <laughs> totally, it was chic. It was in style. She I, had a, I had a many, many, many perms. <laughs> I perm had bang. naturally curly hair. So and body it, wave. It just, uh, but I didn't know how to take care of it. So it should have been like cool, curly, but it was just frizzy. Me either. Because you want to brush it out. It's like a brush out perm. Mm-hmm. That's what I used right. to do. Like, like, you don't yeah. brush out your perm. You're not, yeah. Shall we do this? Can we do it? Yes. Okay. Bobby pulls up in front of the building. Perfect parking spot. Drink. Drink. Yeah. Another parking jo- Ewing parking job. I love it. And else parked on the street. Well, it's, it's like he time. got there and it wasn't like he had a parallel park and get a spot. There no. was no one there. there. Nobody there. He's just like, perfect spot. So then there's a news conference. Um, the Ewings are outing themselves as not having lost everything. And I right, said, JR but, knows how to work a room. Oh, yeah, he does. How many press members can we fit into that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> COVID, they all in COVID, the lobby? COVID, do you want some COVID? In the lobby. I'm sitting there. I, I, I almost wanted to stop and count every member of the and to see how many people they could fit in that office. And the lobby there, when they were filing out and Bobby was coming in, it was like, Oop, sardine. Oop, oop, excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon me. Oop, oop, oop. I put, y'all didn't suffer shit. You screwed the cartel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I say you, in particular, JR. But Jock wants to believe him. They're saying they, he sold it at uh, 10 million a point. I don't know exactly what that means, but it seems like a lot. And did like he say they still lost 250 million? And nobody said something or- like that. Was that the TV when they were leaving in like the last episode? They said that they were losing money in the billions or something like that. And and back in 1980, that was pretty damn bad. That was bad. And and Jock is like losing his shit. And JR's like, How much did we lose? JR's like, Well, actually, uh, nothing. (laughs) Yeah. The way I look at it, we made a killing. We made billions. But. JR JR set it up perfectly because Ewing Oil kept 25% because they only sold off 75% of the leases. So he set it up to so that it looked like Ewing Oil would lose a, a bit. So they took a lot, not a big right. one for at all. And the revenue off of the the percentages off of the other the members, royalties. The royalties that they, they were getting. Mm-hmm. So, so he's, they still lost a lot at 25%. So, I mean, if I was going to set it up, I would be like, we lost 10%. But I, I know he had to make it look legit. But, yeah, he had to make it look legit. Still a lot like of that money. he lost something. So that he, because I mean, I think you can get in like equal trouble for that, obviously. Yeah. He's trying yeah. to make yeah. it look. It, it's basically insider trading of some sort. That's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Bobby's pissed because he's basically concerned about them fucking over the cartel, which they did. Right. Um, 
And that Jared didn't tell anybody that before he sold everything. But like Jack is totally fine with it. And yeah, that and pisses Bobby off. And Jr. said that 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 old Barracuda Von Leland will, will get his uh, come up and come up and some. Jock tells Jr. not to make fun of a a man's misery. Right. Yeah. Which is good advice. Right. You know, that's not a nice thing to do. But and Bobby, this obviously you're going to see it become the recurring theme over the series. Bobby rips in the JR about not clearing things with him and Jock first, and mm-hmm. Bobby doesn't believe JR. And yeah, Bobby, says, Bobby says, you calling me a liar? And I'm like, well, for real? Like, yeah. Well, J- everyone's JR, calling you a liar. <laughs> yeah, I'm holding up three fingers here, JR. Read between the lines, you know. Exactly. <laughs> And then enter Jordan Lee, who is pissed. His eyes are popping out of his head there. I've never seen him that mad before. He comes in pissed like probably every other person in this episode that burst through the door. Uh And there's going to be a lot. And I was like, how many more? It's a clown car. They're coming in and out. I was like, how many more? They're coming. Did they have a a revolving door? Uh, at the uh, outside the office, yeah. just, they I might as well have. Connie and Luella were probably like, ah, d- d- fuck it. Yeah, go. they were like, oh, oh you can't go in there. Uh, you can't go in uh, there. Just kidding. Uh, you know what? Give them hell. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, and, and Jock says, "Well, this business business is a crapshoot." Business. I mean, business. I mean, it's true, not a crapshoot. But it was crap- right when you have acknowledged it's not a crap when you have insider yeah. trading right. <laughs> and then as he's leaving the office, Jordan drops a bombshell. Big bomb. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Seth Stone killed himself that morning. What you know is but you know what's so sad is I honestly, until I saw this again, for some reason I thought Seth Stone like had like a heart attack and died. I did not remember that he killed him. I, I really didn't remember didn't. either. I right. knew he died, and I knew that she got all of his money, and she's part of the court. But I, but I had no, I, I had no recollection of that. That's how she, long ago this was for me. She, right. Basically, right. Yes. In the, right. Yeah. So, but uh, some interesting, you know, going into the trivia section here. Fern Fitzgerald, yeah. who plays Marilee, she wasn't watching the show that night, and. Um, when when the cliffhanger happened, which was the same night that Seth committed suicide, and she was uh, at her home hosting a dinner party, and her husband in real life was at work, and one of her friends, a Joan Lancaster, oh no, told played, her her husband committed suicide. Didn't who she? played Andy Bradley's wife, Linda, called and said, "Your husband just committed suicide." Jesus Christ! And since she wasn't <laughs> watching the show, she said, "I'm sorry." She didn't know what she was talking about, and she goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. Aren't you? Aren't you watching Dallas?" So not only did she miss the episode, she never got to see who played Seth Stone. Oh God, she probably yeah. And now Ed Kenny, who the actor who played him in the episode, explains that he knew of the this plot line, but all through it all, he never learned that Seth Stone had killed himself or that Seth's wife was involved in the aftermath of this. And so he never heard about them from them about coming back on. And a year later, he ran into the casting director, Irene Marinaro, at the studio in the commissary. And he said to her, I thought I was one of your preferred actors because she 
brought him into this role. And she said that Seth Stone killed himself right after her, his scenes. And she said she never would have cast him as Seth if she knew that the character was going to kill himself. Because she would have rather oh, had okay. him on in a longer lasting role because she liked his acting. So gotcha. it, uh, I guess they needed the stereotypical jumper, you know, who loses everything and decides there's no way out. Well, yeah. Right. I think of that third eye blind song. Yes. Step back from that ledge, my friend. friend. Yeah. Well, no, there's one guy in like, or multiple guys, girls, whatever, whoever in every like market crash or situation or whatever. Oh my God, I've lost everything. There's no recovering from this. Jump out the window. Something like, well, it's just like recently with the Capitol riots, they were going to bring felony charges or some shit against that, some guy and he died by suicide. Really? I didn't hear that. There was at least two of them. Was it the one in Alabama? Because there's two in Alabama that are in a lot of trouble. I think he was from Georgia. Okay, it's probably the same like little great though. Because there was like a Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama like clan that went down there. And I'm like, okay, yeah, some bad shit went down. But I mean, it's like, you didn't think you're going to be in trouble doing that. Really? You were on tape. You were on security. What do you think, man? But like, (laughs) didn't try to wear a mask. He just held a gun and ran through. So Sue Ellen is in bed watching the news. And she uh, looks beautiful in the she scene. Does. She does. She looks so Feels beautiful. So calm. I put, t- drinking coffee, hungover as fuck. Beautiful. I said, <laughs> Sue Ellen is like, ah, shit, he's a horrible person. Like, that's, that's the look on her face as she's listening to the news. She's like... And then she see, yeah, the news about that. Seth Stone comes over the TV and she's just... She's like, oh my God, JR. Like, that's what I said. Ah, shit. He's a horrible person. I married the devil. I married the devil. Right. And Mary, Mary, what do you say to JR? Fuck you, JR. I mean, how how much money did Stonehurst Oil lose? Or how much did Seth think he lost to where he thought he had to do that? Right. 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 Well, if, if Ewing Oil was still 25%, it had to be less than that. Because what, in like five of them that bought into it? Mm-hmm. And Von Leland bought into it too, and we learned yeah. he lost everything because he he was he wiped out. Spoiler alert: How did Stonehurst Oil survive? Well, maybe from his uh, life insurance. Could be. Maybe, maybe maybe he had a really high life insurance and was like, "Well, this is the only way." But a lot of times, life insurance have suicide clauses. So I know. So Mary Lee would have been penniless unless it was her, like her father's company or something before, and they had secret oh, assets. Maybe Stonehurst, so, right? Stonehurst. Yeah, maybe it was a stone. What was her maiden name? Did we ever say? Did they ever know? That's a good trivia question. Maybe her we name will was do Hurst some or something. But if she if she went in, if it was like her her daddy's money or something like that, fuck the patriarchy. Right. How many times would you bring your like your son-in-law into the company into the and business. let him control certain shit, but then keep all these assets hidden away with like a prenup or something? Fucks it up. Because yeah. he fucks it up. Or maybe Seth Stone had other shit going on that we just don't know about, you know? But uh, now, do you blame Jr. for ducking Marilee's calls? He's a he's a bit of a no. Like, oh, Marilee Stone called again. He's, he's totally, like, 
He's ghosting her hardcore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What the hell is she going to say to him? Right. He doesn't want to hear it. And what and how is he, what is he going to have to say back? I mean, he can't say anything. He's a coward. Uh, sorry. Sorry for your loss. Sorry, you, you rolled the dice and you lost. I don't know. Uh, no, No, that's exactly what he'd say, because he said the, the same shit before and after about right. people who did desperate things. And he was like, he did this or, or spoiler when Cliff Barnes. Tried, yeah. and, he, and he's like, so Ellen, you know, he's in here because of his own greed. <laughs> Nothing I did. And I was like, no. Full he- of empathy that Jay arguing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, so Bobby, Bobby being the softer touch, he'll try to take care he of that. He takes one for the team for that. He's yeah. like, I'll deal with yeah. it. And as he's going out the uh, door, or he's, he's about to go out the door, that revolving door of angry people spins open again, and in comes... Von Leland. Von Leland. He's a wee bit mad. Let's just say that. Yeah, he's kind of crazy mad. Sleazy, creepy man is Von mad. Leland, Von Leland is the Carter McKay of the early 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. JR. Uh, <laughs> Oak smash. That's right. And he accuses JR of cheating. Which he did. Well, yeah. And Jock, Jock tells him to be careful yeah. of who he calls a cheat. I really? feel like Jack needs to open his eyes a little bit here, but okay. I think he's just happy he didn't lose all no, that money. He was defending him for a little while. I wrote down, tw- was it 20 million that wiped him out? Oh, I didn't write it down. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, it, yeah, I said 200. It's, it's 20. Yeah, million. it definitely couldn't be 200 million because that, oh, no. Yeah, it's 20. Yeah. Dude, you never gamble the whole pot. No, what the what hell? Are you thinking? Dude, no. 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 I borrowed that money from a bank. Well, that was your first mistake, Bubba. Yeah. I mean, half. Don't gamble with other people's money. Right. Half. Maybe put up 10. Keep the other 10 in case dumb shit like this happens. It's just not smart. Bo- and Bo- no. Bobby is really suspicious of what JR was doing here. You know, it's like. Mm. And let's, let's leave the angry people for a moment and head over to SMU. God. For a, a throw, uh, basically a throwaway scene here, or kind of a throw. It's kind of a throwaway scene in this sense because we're dealing with all these angry people, and then it's like, let's calm, let's calm things for a moment and yeah, just. Yeah, that's moving forward, Lucy's story, which I like, and she's does she's. I want to say Lucy's super cute in this scene, and it's yes. cool. it's it's an actual scene where it's chilly in Dallas, which we don't get very often. She's in like a. And her and her professor's giving her lady, lady slippers, and I don't know what the foreign uh, the long name was that he's called. Yeah, whatever. Them, I don't we know. Don't, we lady don't need slippers to know. are beautiful. And uh, Lucy's really into this whole like being smart thing right she's now, a, and she's really here. She's, for, wearing, she's wearing that that the the blue, right? You mentioned the blue. Yeah, the blue. Yeah, okay. and she's here for that Latin name. She's here for the whole thing because it makes her mm. feel smart. Right. But she wants to go out dancing. She wants Lu- a little bit. Someone like to hang out with who's also 19. It's like, Lu- Lucy, you're my student. I'm sitting there going, she's your student. Why are you, then why, why are you porking her brains out? Exactly. I don't think they're porking, they're porking yet. Yeah. But he, yeah. she says, we only have walks in the parks and lunch dates. Okay. That's like the number one yeah. clue. Red I mean, flags. There's red yeah, flags everywhere in the park, Lucy. Yeah. If a boy didn't take you out after five, it's pretty much they have a walk. 
Lucy, you don't really have a good track record here. Of- no, she's not. She doesn't, good. and I feel it makes me feel sorry for her. No, I feel sorry for her too because she's, she's, I almost forgot about this guy. She's like pop- before she's popping the, she was popping the ranch hand, the head ranch hand there. What's his name? Ray Krebs. Uh, What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all older dudes because she's got daddy issues, and this this guy in particular is not like the other guys. And that she's like, okay, this guy he thinks I'm smart, and he's gonna give me a plant and tell me the Latin name. Like I'm into that. And, yeah. And even and then, Victor- and even Victoria Principal's husband that was in that episode uh, that was interested in her. She had no interest in him. Right now, because she wants the professor, man. Yeah. And he seems into her. Except I'd rather have well. Marianne or Ginger, but that's another story. I can't really like go out at. That's not my thing. I don't know. Not a good right. day, and the one person she really, and it was too bad. She was with um, Kit Mainwaring. That would have, you know, but he turned out to be um, homosexual. But know, they, like, he's um, been my favorite so far. Of all me of too. Women. Yeah. That tracks yeah. for me. But right. yeah, she needs to run away from this. But in Lucy's defense, he's presenting himself as um, a single person. Yes. interested right. in her and just so far they haven't been sleeping together he's just been like talking thing about like books and shit with her he's so, been courting her he's been courting her and she's into it right so, and i i don't know morally whether you should be involved with a student when they're your student you uh, should not you definitely it's should not, not but that no. is definitely the responsibility of the professor because right. the student is a minor and not able to make that decision so you're the adult be a fucking adult right yeah. no you know your boundaries right. yeah Fuck but that. you know isn't it ultimately about the connection that people have but if one is a teacher and one is a student that's a power dynamic that's a power dynamic and that should not happen if they were going to get involved she should have been done with this class first so alan is going to Kristen's. oh yes and Kristen, I said Kristen Beam, blah blah. Yeah, Kristen Beam, blah blah. <laughs> Kristen listens to her cassette tape recordings, and I'm wondering, like, was this cassette recorder? I'm, I'm imagining that little like a uh, box recorder that like your grandparents had, and I'm guessing, like, yes. was it under the couch so nobody saw it? You know, it had under to have been, yeah. like, right? It's, it's Where do you hide that shit? Um. <laughs> And uh, she had okay, so she had Andy Radley and Jordan Lee over, like Kristen. Ugh. Girl, what are you? What? Oh no, baby, what is you doing? No, 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 no. no. She's smart enough to figure out that uh, it was Hank Johnson that tipped off Jr. And yes, it just proves that like, well, who? Kristen is the smartest person in the show right now, except for Jr. In my opinion. Okay, I, I can buy that. That's my and uh, yeah. I think Sue Ellen knows what the fuck's going on too, but she's like, "Well, I don't know what to do. Like, this is bad." And he's trying to put me in the sanitarium. Yeah, she does and know what's up. He just no one's listening to her. He he just called. He just caused all this shit, and I'm I'm seriously fucked. Like she's like, I am seriously yeah, fucked yeah, right now. She's and worried. she's and she's also <laughs> yeah. She's also has weighing on her mind that Dusty has been killed in a plane crash. Oh yeah, she's full of grief. No. So that's but she also knows she's fucked. Yes. Because her 
as Dr. Elby calls, basically refers to them as her crutch, is gone. Which it kind of is, let's be honest. But yeah. also, she has genuine feels yeah. for him. But he has a... Yeah. All these dudes are a crutch for Sue Ellen because she hasn't found her strength yet. Right. You know? and, right. and she says, oh, well, you know, Bobby will keep me out of the sand. And to Dr. Elby and Dr. Elby goes, no, that's, that's, you're relying on another person, not yourself. yourself. And we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that, you know, because we're not there yet, obviously. But Kristen knows mm-hmm. that JR uh, would have totally covered his tracks. So she knows that much. Um, but Alan is a fucking idiot. And he's like, I don't know, maybe there is a chance he didn't completely cover his tracks. And I just wrote that Alan is a putz. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think he spends, he spends too much time uh, trying to make sure that that chain on his, suit is perfectly positioned and yes. I guess the heaps. Like, dude, you've already fucked around and found out. Why are you trying to push right, it? Right. Why did you not get out of town? Right. He told you to leave. Just go, man. Go. Run while you Just fucking go. can. <laughs> you idiot. I'm gonna go all Ren and Stimpy now. You idiot. He's like in a horror movie, the second to last final girl. Where yeah. they're just like, like You're the like, killer is there and she has time yeah. to run, but she doesn't. She's just like, I'm going to try to grab something and throw it at the bad guy and like trips and then gets killed. Because it's, then when she runs, she trips and he gets it's her. Like, it's yeah. like in Halloween when Jamie Lee Curtis thinks she's killed him and she just sits down on the floor near the couch and stuff. And yeah, but like, it's not Jamie Lee because Jamie Lee's the final girl. So it's more like Annie who's like dropping her <clears> keys and shit and like uh, spilling popcorn just, all over herself. Just you know? keep running. Just, just keep running. Don't get mad. girl. Right. <sighs> yeah. And don't go upstairs. <laughs> Never go upstairs. It just be tripping. Literally. <laughs> yes. Just run out the front door. Go. <laughs> So anyway. now we now we go to South Fork and there's that little shaky establishing shot again. Woo! Mm-hmm. Yes. Either it was windy or the cameraman had uh, too much coffee in his system or Joe Cole. I like it. It makes it look a little more realistic, you know. Yeah. yeah. You can tell it's not a still shot. Again. Right. And Miss Ellie's at her at a desk at the desk in the den, which is kind of. Different yeah, to me. It different. Just, it is different. I think she goes in there every once in a while and looks through the drawers just to see what's going <laughs> on. Just so she knows what's going on <laughs> in her own house. We don't really know what she's looking for or looking at because we never find out in the scene. We do. We're women. We know what she's looking for. <laughs> but, thinks she's right. Okay. <laughs> Whatever she can. Leverage, baby. <laughs> She's 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 looking for her pot stash. Yeah. Ellie <laughs> has some gummies Why in the, the back hell? of the drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell would she keep it in the den where everybody else can no get to it? No one would suspect <gasps> it was hers. Even better. That's <laughs> where I hit them. <laughs> so anyway, so she tells know. Bobby that uh, Pam's gone to Corpus Christi. I guess for Pam, Quaaludes. not able. It's not able to text him because that's not a thing. So Ellie has a person be like, hey, what's going on? Imagine how many scenes would be altered completely if they, if they had cell phones back then. Just... Right? It would have been so different. <laughs> I can't text you. <laughs> smoke text signals. You smoke signals. Smoke signals. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Okay. B- Bobby I'm really done. thinks so. It's too soon for Pam to be going on this. He she does. She's I don't understand. But she's Let been, she's been dealt moments. two blows. She really. She 
he has. And it's like I'm going to Corpus Christi. Leave me alone. And, and and, rightfully, I what think do we all, what do we all think though? Is it too soon or is it? I think this is the distraction that. That's yeah. I think it's a distraction. She needs it. I think she, she needs, needs to go do something else and keeps her mind off everything else she's been dealt with, honestly. It's and Bobby's like, like, it's just not right the time. And when it is, I'll go with you. Okay, listen, motherfucker. Like, stop. She wants to quit. She wants to but, quit the store just to pursue this full time. Which he's I always mean, wanted. But what he's always wanted, then all of a sudden he's like, well, it's not convenient for me to for you to do that right now. And it's like, Bobby, get your shit together. Like Whatever Pam needs, Bobby, she doesn't need the job. So if she wants to quit to do this other thing, Bobby, you never wanted her to work in the first place. Right. Right. And she doesn't need the money. Right. So let her do this thing that's giving her something to do with her mind. That's like helping her try to figure out who the fuck she is. Because her world's because just been pulled out from under her. Because pretty soon it's going to turn to, I don't have a baby. <laughs> True. It's one oh, thing I right, is she potentially setting herself up for yet another disappointment if she finds out her mother is dead? She is setting herself up for another disappointment. And I can see the concern with Bobby that way, but she already yeah. thinks her mom's dead. She already, right. she's always thought her mom's dead. Look at their dead. death so, record. She does think that. So she's just, she's looking and yeah, Bobby's, I can see where he's concerned that she's going to be disappointed. When she gets, when she goes, she gets confirmation, gets confirmation that her mother's, mother's dead. But also then that's going to be a thing. That's going to be a, fin a finality to that. And then she could move on. Right. 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 So, and she, her highlight of that trip so was then, meeting then that little lady that kind of her mom. Then right. she's a complete orphan. She has a dead she, father, a, a dead birth father, a dead raising me father and a mm -hmm. dead mother. Right. And then she's going to have to deal with it. But until she exhausts those avenues. She's not going to be able to deal with it. So I think to, it's fine for her to do that. Yeah. And two miscarriages. She's had a hard life. Yeah. She's not had a good year. Guys, <laughs> not at all. Right. And she had that, that first husband that was annulled show up to blackmail her and, you know, cause right. JR was putting her up to putting him up. To, uh, but, uh, yeah. Poor Pam. Yeah. So Dwellen is hungover as fuck, as I previously mentioned, so, even though she looks amazing hungover, but she's she, embarrassed about it and she tells She doesn't remember the whole thing at the bar. Doesn't girl blacked out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow, and we wow. we should do, keep drinking so maybe we can black out after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Oh. Um Swellen is worried about JR having ammunition to put her back in the sanitarium. I didn't realize it had only been a day. I know. Since they, I, I was thought it had been know, longer. When she looked so beautiful and bad, I didn't realize that she was still uh, yeah. over. Right. Until, until she comes down and says she doesn't remember the. Right. And she didn't want to be in, she didn't want to confront Miss Ellie yet, but she did. Then how'd you do your makeup so beautifully? I mean, come on. After a night like that and them dragging you in and you sleeping it off, you got to be all That's like, whenever you wake up and your eyelashes are stuck to the top of your exactly. face and your hair is down here. Those but it's too well in, so she just wakes up with her makeup still on looking like badass. And you're like, fuck you, I'd, I'd be dragging my ass to Denny's or looking for that cayenne pepper, tomato juice, whatever thing for the... Yeah. Bobby thinks he's going to stop JR from putting Suelle in the sanitarium. But she, he's on her side. She really know, does need to stop the drinking. You know, she, she needs did, to oh, find a way to yes. kill the yes. habit. Girl's an alcoholic. She needs to stop. Right. And if the show goes on for on and on and on for years and she keeps drinking, she's going to she's gonna need a new liver or something. Yeah, she went 
last long. Yeah. But yeah, you said she couldn't face Miss Ellie, but Yeah. Bob was like, you have to face her at some point. It's Miss Ellie. She's awesome and she's gonna be cool about it. And she does it off screen because she walks towards the towards the den. So we we never get to see what that conversation is like, unfortunately. That would have been I bet it's good though. I would have liked to have seen that conversation. Me too. Yeah. I know they didn't even I thought they would. Bonding moment. Yes. Now here we have the problem in Kristen's logic when she tried to track Hank Johnson down to ask for the documents. Because yeah. what is Hank Johnson going to do? Why would she not think that he would tell Jr.? Right. I was really I, confused. She has, I, she has a ball I, this to is do her that. Hail Mary. She's doing a Hail Mary yes. right now. Right. Exactly. She's running out of options. Yeah. She is. So seriously. she's like, I'm just going to do this thing because she's been really smart about shit. But yeah, this is her downfall, though. She thinks she's smarter than Jr. That's her. That's her number one down book. She's yeah, always yeah. been like that in every yeah. scenario. Yeah. Right. And don't you think if Jr. wanted the documents, he would have tell Hank himself right. directly to him? That's why he was. She like, worded it differently. Like, hey, I'm send them with- to the condo. I mean, please, please yeah, please, yeah. stupid. Yeah. No, no, and Jr.'s, you know. He figures it out pretty quickly and he realizes what's going on and he's just like, all right, I'm going to rectify this situation. because Destroy yeah. those things in Asia. Yeah. He's like, don't send them anywhere. Destroy all that shit right the fuck now. <laughs> right. And he leaves the office for somewhere. We don't know where. He just gets up and leaves. Mm-hmm. Kristen, Kristen, you better go hide at this point. You, better, yeah. you and Alan better get on a train out of town. I should just leave now yes go to california go do your architecture thing whatever you were going to do in school i don't know just just imagine if she wanted just like gone forward and try to get her architecture degree now we've been watching mary crosby all season this role obviously was made for her i do we have trouble picturing colleen camp pulling any of this off i don't know Mm -hmm. colleen camp is pretty good but i i view her differently I don't know. I think Mary Crosby really was the better actress for this role right now, I think. Right. Right. And it's one of a few different recasts in the series that happened. And I think a lot of times the recasts have been for the better. I think so, too. Like, for the most part, I can't even think of any that are Uh, off the top of my head that are worse. um, Like all of them. We're we're only talking about up to now. We don't want to go into the future. Right. Okay. I kind of prefer David Wayne to Keenan Wynn for some reason. David Wayne just had a different, brought a different. You know what? I'm going to agree with you. Uh, mostly because I think that he was, David Wayne was a little bit more like Adele's early years digger. And right. I prefer that digger. It's kind of like a shorter, like not. Oh yeah. Uh, David Grant. Um. He also was the first one we saw as Digger, so... Yeah, so we Because whenever I would see Keenan win and hear him, every time he opened his mouth, I just kept thinking of the Winter Warlock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do prefer him, I think, right. better. That's probably the only one, though. Everybody else from Colin now... Ca- Colin end. Camp to Mary Crosby, that's an upgrade. Mm-hmm. David sure. Aykroyd to Ted Shackelford, that's an upgrade. Yes. Um... Who's the other one? There's one more in there. 
Mm, no, the next one's probably. Oh, 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 oh. Morgan Fairchild to Francine Tacker. I thought was. That's a, it. But then the next one's my favorite. So. I thought the. I preferred Morgan Fairchild to Francine Tacker for some reason. I just. I, I didn't prefer either one of them, really. I guess I, because I just was like Mary. I, always I, think, I think that the third one was the best, but I'm a, I'm a Morgan person. She just followed me on Instagram, Morgan. Yeah. Um, but I preferred Morgan Fairchild to Francine Tacker. Yeah. I originally thought that, but I actually now think, and I think it's just a change in Jenna's character between the times. I kind of feel like Francine Tacker, it might be an equal sign. Equal sign. That's what I said. Better for, because like at, at the beginning of uh morgan fairchild was played more of jenna's like a vixen like thing yeah and right. then but then later you see her more as just like a single mom who's just living her life who is someone who's still loves bobby. reminiscing and, and may- who still loves bobby and may- maybe I've, maybe i've seen yeah. morgan fairchild in so many things that i've just been a morgan fairchild fan so i just no, I love morgan fairchild but yeah. I, I i just think francine tacker doesn't get enough credit maybe as her part because she's not as glamorous as Morgan Fairchild. And she's not as, she's not as much of a household name as she is, but yeah. I don't know. Because what what else do we know her from was she? In? I don't know her from anything. Mm-hmm. Oh neither. I don't think I've seen her since. She's gonna IMDB for us. Yep. There um, she is. Yeah, I, I didn't know her from Melanie, anything. Melanie, get else, on that, I, would you? But I really <laughs> I appreciate it because I like where the character of Jenna goes. Obviously, gets, but yes, she she's not just a vixen. Like she's just a character who loves Bobby and uh, is living her life and is taking care of her daughter and trying to like she's a former rich girl like trying to make a living and shit. I don't know. So I yeah. think that Francine Tacker really <laughs> was able to give something that Morgan Fairchild wasn't able to give because that was only one. Episode. Oh, right. yeah, and that's the way they wrote it. She they was best be known there. for Dallas. Oh, see, mm, right. So that's and her role. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I think Morgan Fairchild was unavailable, and that's why they brought in Francine Tacker. Or she was on Flamingo Road or something like that, maybe. Was Which Flamingo? I don't know what that is. So I don't know when Morgan. Flamingo Road started, but I think Flamingo go, Road Morgan might Fairchild have been a little bit later because up. later because they might have. That's one of those shows that capitalized on the success of Dallas, so it might have come after the season's cliffhanger. Okay. But, um, She's the mother of James Francis Ginty. Who's that? Ginty, who was in uh oh, he was on Days, Private Practice, Days, Grey's Anatomy, Days? Days of Our Lives. Who was he in oh. Days? Uh, Doctor Dearden. One oh, I wasn't watching. Yeah. yeah, there's I've a big really on mostly off again watcher. Yeah. Okay, so now we're in Doctor Obi's office, and he's concerned because Suellen is starting to black out, uh, and he's also concerned that she's putting her welfare into Bobby's hands. Which I think right, which we started to talk about a few minutes ago, and we can right. really get into this. Right. <laughs> I said, Doctor Elby, blah blah control. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that she's putting her welfare in Bobby. And I think that she just wants to know someone's on her side. Right. That's what I think. And then yeah. it gives her like it gives her a backup. It does give her a backup, but she says that 
But uh, she trusts Bobby more than she trusts herself. And I just want to give her a well, big hug. Well, there you go. Then I was wrong. I just want to give her a big hug. Yeah. She she's like a deer in the headlights. She's just lost. You know, since yeah. since no the news of that plane crash, she her whole everything got ripped out from under her when that plane went down. Yeah. Yeah. And she's afraid of ending up back in Fletcher Sanitarium. Was that so weird? Yeah. I don't know, but when they said it, I didn't think they had said it before. I was like, I've never heard him say it before. Hmm. Unless I wasn't paying attention, which is very I, clearly. I made sure to write possible. down Fletcher Sanitarium. So. It's really sad because like when she thought she had it all, like back in the day when she first married JR, she was, you know, Miss Texas and married this great guy, blah, blah, blah. And then like, here's a decade later. And she's like, wow, my whole fucking world as I knew it is just... I have nothing. I have no one. I have my baby. But if I take him and leave, I have nothing. So what do I do? What do you have? And there was a there was a song on um, the Dallas Music Story, the record. Yeah. It was called "The Loneliness in Lucy's Eyes." I think it was sung actually by Johnny Lee, uh, Charlene's ex-husband. Huh. And a um, irony. <laughs> the description of that song was that it was like Sue Ellen's lament or something like that. And you can you just see the, the loneliness in Sue Ellen's eyes after the plane goes down. She's just, you can see she's just completely lost. And it's yeah, just. She'd put all her stock in that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, you just. Big hug. Big hug. Yeah. Uh, we will not take a drink to that because she shouldn't be drinking. No. Give her a big hug. Big hug. Uh, let me Let's hit yeah, Corpus Christi. Yeah, she Pam finally was, she finally made it there. She's there, and she literally just takes a taxi and gets out of, and just starts walking around and starts talking to old people. Yeah, and I see Which the big, I, I see the it. yellow taxi pick up pull up, and I'm just thinking of Joni Mitchell's song, uh, "Big Yellow Taxi." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it pays off for her just asking old people because the lady is totally like, "Oh yeah, I totally knew her. Let me tell you all about her." Right, and. So what she remembered was that uh, Rebecca was was pregnant, and then the whole family being gone when she when this woman went to visit her sister for Christmas. We heard the word Christmas yeah. again, okay. and when yeah. she came back, Rebecca, a pregnant Rebecca, and her whole family were gone. Yep, and and no one knew what happened. Yeah, you know, they talked for just little details and then the lady says she has to go now i think she had to go for a nap i think it was nap time for her but. yeah because she she looked like she was walking just peacefully walking down the street when pam approached and there's a sweet little old lady i just want to have tea and like scones with her or yeah, something like that yeah but that gives pam a lot of hope because she's like oh my god like someone knew my family like she was pregnant for me this is amazing news right and she can use any little ray of positivity after all this. anything she's hanging on to any morsel right now right i mean she finds out her uh, jr again she finds out her daddy is a saddle tramp and uh <laughs> or, all right <laughs> and the digger's not her father and you know, yeah. just uh, the whole world's upside down so this little old lady just gave her a, a ray of sunshine in these storm clouds I feel like I wished that Pam had like done a deep dive on uh, her bio dad, you know, because he, you know, he was more than a saddle tramp. He like probably had a brother and a sister and probably like a whole situation. Maybe she still had grandparents, you know, but like, yeah. I don't know. 
and he's and and I don't know how you would track something like that because he he Not- was. A, he was, a dr- he was a drifter back then, you know. Yeah, right, and shit was, you didn't have the internet to just, like, Google Can't say internet? people. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so it's, I mean, yeah, when it was I... harder to stalk people back then. I would have not lived. Right. <laughs> it is far easier nowadays. Yeah. So I think if Pam, Pam would have had much better results today. She would have. Yeah. Pam, let's get a time machine. <laughs> Let's send the, the DeLorean back to get her. DeLorean, pick you up. Then we're just get where we're going. We don't need roads. <laughs> we just need Google <laughs> and maybe Ancestry.com and a flux yeah. capacitor. <laughs> oh, okay, God. so then, uh oh, Jay. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh god. Awkward. This is so awkward. Oh yeah. So he blames he confronts her about everything that's happening, and she does immediately blames it all on Alan. Which she she pulls that sob story. It was like a five second thought. It was Alan. She she tries her little 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 crocodile tears and all that crap, and it's like yeah, he doesn't fall for it for one second. He's just like no 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 no, you're trying to blackmail old Jr. And I like his line: "It takes brains to blackmail old Jr." and there seemed to be in short supply around here. And then you just see her turn. Like she just has had enough and she's like, all right, we're going to lay it out. So she just turns around and she's just like, you don't scare me. Yeah. She just got served. How many hundreds did he throw in her outfit? I tried to count them real fast. I don't know, I but tell. he wanted her. He, they better have been enough for her to go off to Rio. And uh, it wasn't something. that much. I was trying to count. I was like, right. look at it. It was like Probably $1, 400 bucks. And you're like, whatever, JR. And she snaps back. She's really stupid because she says, you can't buy me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. oh, and he says, when, he, when she says, you don't scare me, he was like, if you were smart, you would be. Kristen, it's a standoff, you guys. Kristen, I'm going <laughs> to go in the time machine and uh, pull out a line that JR used years later. Never turn down a good opportunity to shut up. Yes. You know what? If I was Kristen in this situation, I probably would have done the same thing because he, like, she's at her epitome with, with him. You're like, gonna, she's, yeah, you're going to lose anyway. You might as well say what's on your mind. Right. Yeah. But you're going to lose anyway. You might as well say what's on your mind. She obviously doesn't know who she's messing with here because. I, I feel like at that moment, she doesn't think she can lose more. She's wrong, of right. course. But she just at that moment, care. she doesn't think she can lose more. Right. Oh, country. I know. I know. Oh, contraire. Yeah. So anyway, she won't be bought off and JR leaves. And let's go to the Hall of Records, Corpus Christi. And um, Pam's looking for death certificates. She's in full stalker mode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate. But again, she's, she's in, looking she, at death this records. Is, this, so. is, this is pre internet Pam. Mm-hmm. She's looking through actual like death records. Pescasse internet. <laughs> Sorry. Every time we say the word internet now, I think of Josh's grandmother. <laughs> I always say that too. Every time I hear the word internet, I'll be driving along and they'll they'll, they'll have commercials on for like Xfinity and every time I hear internet, I just mumble, Kiss Kiss say internet. Oh, she because, was French? Is that what that means? She, she, she's French Canadian. No, she is from France. She's from France. It's funny. She's from France. And she was always, she's afraid of water. 
she must have been on the Titanic in a previous life. She was at some place where there was a pool and a slide, and she went down the slide into the pool and was flailing around because she was having a, a little panic attack in the pool. I don't know why she even went in the pool if she was afraid of water. But the person that rescued her turned out to be the man that she ended up marrying. And that's Aww. how they met. Trauma bonding, but cool. <laughs> so if she, if, she had net, if she hadn't been afraid of water, she never would have met her husband. So let's go back to Corpus Christi. Pam, yeah. uh, pre-internet, mm-hmm. and she's looking for the birth certificate. And there's no death certificate to be found in that place. No. For a Eno- Rebecca. Another little sliver of sunshine coming into Pam's darkened yeah. world. Pam's like, that's the best news I've had all day. Thank you. Yes. And then JR surprised that Sue Ellen held it together so well at dinner. And then she's like, sorry to disappoint you. I'm not falling apart anymore. Not in front of your family. Yeah. Right. And she says Bobby won't let it happen because she's leaning on Bobby. Right. And then he's like, that's, well, a, that's another mistake of hers because now yeah. that puts Bobby in JR's crosshairs. Right. Ugh. As if he already wasn't for uh, being ticked about being suspicious and you know not consulting with them on deals that he was doing at the office and mm-hmm. and then chair's all like we'll see and then he has a really infamous line here tell me jr which slut are you going to stay with tonight what difference does it make whoever it is it's got to be more interesting than the slut i'm looking at right now well, whoever she is, she's more interested than the one I'm looking at right now. And after he leaves the room, she throws the jewelry box and the clothes. Yeah. And um, what's what does she see in the drawer? Oh, that might be a gun. I don't know where that came from, but all of a sudden there's a little handgun. A nice little white, you know, white pearl handgun mm-hmm. and sitting in the drawer. And she gets this look on her face like... Number one... How did they get there? Two, how long has that been there? Right. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions, and I'm thinking it was put there when CBS called the <laughs> producers and said, right, well, we need, we need two more it. episodes. So. Right, right, right. So let's just put a gun in the drawer. And as I, I, allu- as I alluded happen. to, as I alluded to, there was the original end of this mm-hmm. particular episode that they were going to do where Sue Ellen was going to take her pills, commit suicide, and she went in to say goodbye to her baby. She comes back in. She sees JR drinking the poisoned water, and then she goes back to the nursery and rocks her baby. And that was was one idea of the cliffhanger. But the producers said, in the writer's room, they said, now we need to bring all these storylines together. Yeah. And And I'm going to... And we'll tell you what somebody said when we reach the final scene. And we just kind of, because we don't want to drop that here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then Cliff barges into Ewing Oil with a document that says that the Barnes Oil share of Ewing, or of Oilfield 23. This is that revolving door again. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Next person. Have a deal with him. It's like, it's like when you go to the deli and you pull a number and they're like, next Next, right. next. <laughs> and JR plays it cool. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, totally cool, man. We're partners in this. First he said yeah. it was a forgery. <laughs> right, for like a second. Yeah. And Cliff's like, I'm a lawyer, dude. 
Like, don't fuck with me. I know it's not a forgery. I've, I, this is legit. But JR's really good at improv. Maybe right. well, his second thing, he could have been like an improv guy. Wants to um, pour drinks, but Bob, Bobby is very particular about who he drinks with and walks that's out. That's true. So Bobby doesn't jets. He's like, right. I can't. So, he, so he's, not, he's not there for this next scene. Yeah, conveniently. Yeah. And? and then, yeah, so then Bobby leaves and they toast. And then while they're drinking and like Cliff is looking all smug, like, ha, ha, ha. JR calls Harry Owens over at uh, Ewing 23. Yep. And shuts that shit down. Five thousand dollars, five thousand dollar, five thousand barrels a month on. Uh, oh, you're looking at half a million dollars a year, Cliff. That's pretty, like, shut them all down. That's, that's pretty, pretty good, good in 1980. Pretty good, yeah. That's pretty yeah. good. Here's what I want you to do. Shut that sucker down. Cut it out. Cut it out. <laughs> Cliff doesn't look too happy. Nope. Cliff is not a happy camper. Now. He goes from uh, a little smile on his face to a little like, what the? Oh, God. And Damn. I wrote down, Jair is such a dick. LOL. Yeah, he is. And where's your tagline? Where's your tagline? Kiss, uh, you, are we about to say kiss, yeah. kiss, say tagline? I'm to German, y'all. I don't know this French stuff. Qu'est-ce que c'est is oh. what is what is this? Like what you what is this uh, internet? Yes. Yeah. Bus is okay. Bus is internet. Yeah. Yeah. And the time that I the time that I was very snarky and I told my grandmother it's the internet lining of your bathing suit, and she actually believed me. You're so <laughs> rude. I know. Poor So then we're back at South Fork, and Pam does not give a fuck about Ewing 23, even though Bobby's trying to tell her about it. I know, you thought she would be upset about it. She didn't yeah, care. You think she does not give it. She's, she's, on, she's on, on, a, on a track. She is one narrow focused. Time. Yes. Like, my mother could be 11. Bobby's like, it, oh, girl. In fact, this is where she drops the line that she wants to quit her job. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Bobby never wanted her to work to begin with, but. <laughs> I think he would rather her be working than doing this. Yeah, which is so, but he's always being a dick here again, where he's like, well, the only acceptable reason for you to quit your work is for you to have my children. And I was like, what? Whatever, Bobby. What is, fuck you, man. Bobby's the, I just said Bobby. Bobby is the good son, but he is the, the, probably the most chauvinist of all of them. He is. Like, I'm here for you wanting her to get help. Like, that's cool. But he, your whole, like, I'm going to put myself as a part of, like, ugh, just fuck off. And he expressed, he, he expresses concern about the timing of her wanting to do all of this. Like, I don't know. Does it seem like he's just using that as an excuse to shut her down? I, I mean, think that he legitimately yes. is trying to help her. I do. But yeah. I also think that he's a selfish motherfucker who's always had it his way. And so it just expects her to do what is convenient for him. Right. Because yeah. when Pam shows up, uh, wants to go to lunch or dinner with him when he's working, he can't leave. Right. But when yeah. he shows he up at the store and yeah. wants her to leave to go to the movies or do this it's and that, and she's working, he stomps <laughs> off like a little child. Let's go. He doesn't yeah. value her time. Right. Yeah. And that's a problem. Right, and that could lead to some problems in marriage. It yes. could, yeah. It very well could. So, 
Next. Next, we go to um, Lucy in Greg Forrester's office. She's so naive. <laughs> she is. And and they had a nighttime date, and he's like, oh, whoops, I have to break our day. And Look at all the stuff on my desk. Look at all these, pa- these papers. <laughs> I got to grade papers, grade papers, grade papers. 50 papers, but you know what? I doubt one of those college kids really give two shits if they get it back the next day. Honestly, right. nobody really cares. If you're going to go get some blonde, you know what? Then, right. come on. Right. So she she immediately is all like, oh, okay. She's like, maybe he's really not that into me. Maybe that's maybe we're spending too much time together. Yeah. Well, yeah. as soon as she leaves, uh, he he calls Beth and finds out that Stevie is uh, little Stevie is sick. Yeah. So. Right. So he, she, he's worried she about actually, that. She tries to break it off though in this scene because yeah. uh, she's like, maybe this isn't. Maybe you're not into this. Maybe whatever. It's just me. And he's like, no, 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 that's not it. I just can't get away, but we'll do it. Blah, blah, blah. And then she leaves. And then that's when he calls home. And you find out he's fucking married with a kid because he's a dirtball. Right. And, and Maybe mad. Because I've forgotten about him. We, I honestly we, we, we had to assume that Beth is his wife. He never outright said the wife. And it, but you, you get that. You, you get the drift because, yeah. oh, little, little Stevie is sick. And it's like. I he's worried, it. and it's like... Because he's just blatantly lying to Lucy. See, now that's going to be my new task. I'm going to go through and write down every single guy Lucy has liked or been with. Ooh, and we that's can, a good idea. Mm, That'd be great. Her pattern. We already know the pattern, but you I don't think she's... Pattern. 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 The only reason she was with Roger Hurley was because he was blackmailing her over what he saw in the classroom. Well, right. Yeah, obviously. Ripping the dress. We and still that have was, to count him, though. Yeah. yeah we. He's still a scumbag. Yeah, scumbag. Right. Right. He's a scumbag. He's an opportunist little prick. Yeah. I actually wrote what a fucking fucker about this. <laughs> fuck you, you fucking fuck. Okay, so JR is working late. So we, we're getting the pattern that like he does this. He works late a lot. And then uh Ellen is pushed into the office by McSween and makes Ellen confess. You're trying to blackmail blackmail old JR. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. Told him to get out of Dallas while he could, and because uh, he's never going to work again. Mm-hmm. And, hey, and- say, Harry, Harry, what's the uh, what's the penalty for rape in this uh, state? Yeah, like he totally frames Ellen for rape. Which, okay, Jr. just fucking raped Kristen in the last episode, and now he's going to like this is such a dirtbag move. Harry, do we? Harry, do we get a woman yet? Blonde, brunette, or redhead? He, he's going to frame Alan for raping someone. Ugh. Ugh. Um, yeah. And Alan throws that, oh, you just leaned too hard on the wrong man, blah, blah, blah. And, like, Alan, nobody cares, man. You don't have yeah. any power in that situation. Um, and then the next scene, Vaughn Le- Leland has disappeared. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Bobby brings up Ewing 23. Jer tells everybody what he did oh. uh, with uh, Ewing 23. Shut it down. Ah, shut and, it down. Uh, Bobby's pissed about it. Yeah, he was like, that's the last for all. Like, that's it. Like, that was, that was. But he said it was more. Fuck. Right, but he said he expected from Jr. but it was more the reaction from Jock that made him realize his family had no morals. That he right. was. Mm-hmm. Which he's not wrong about. No, he's, he's not, not wrong. wrong. <laughs> he's not <laughs> wrong. Take it this long to figure it out. 
<laughs> right. Yep. They got they've got blinders on. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Just like in the office, whenever was it Jordan Lee that was gonna say something, he goes, Hey, we're family. Like he's not gonna go against his brother and his dad in front of an outsider. Exactly. Now, he'll get him behind doors and say how he thinks they're wrong, but he was defending his family to the end in front of in, in person, in front of other people. Yeah. 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 Which I mean, I guess I kind of do that. Too, but, I mean, so. but behind closed doors, Bobby's like, mic drop out. Yep. Right. And I, I love when Bobby mentions the, uh, so you're, uh, did you tell daddy about your, uh, JR, tell you about who your new partner is there and uh, the papers. And Jock's like, papers? What papers? <laughs> Digger and I signed lots of papers and documents, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, Jock. And then, and then after Bobby leaves, Barnes, J a partner of mine. <laughs> JR's all like, Bobby's weak and doesn't sound like a Ewing anymore. And I'm just like, that line, it's funny. Toxic masculinity. I'm done with it. It's, it's funny. My uncle that lives in Chicago, he yes. was in visiting us once. And I had Dallas on, and he just happened to see that particular episode. And he saw, he saw that scene and, Every time he, he wasn't a Dallas fan or anything. He just was off on a different path. But every time we talk about it, he always like, he always brings up that line. He goes, Bobby, I don't know, daddy, Bobby's getting weak. Bobby's getting weak, daddy. <laughs> That's become a running joke between us. Oh, man. So yeah, Bobby decides he's gone from Southwark forever. They're leaving. And yeah. he... Yep. Right. And um, that they, he's like, we leave South Fork in the morning. Yep. And he's like, basically like, Pam, pack your shit. We're going. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We need to like take a second. He's like, nope, we're packing up. And she's like, can I at least say goodbye to your mom? And he's like, nope, get in the car. Right. And okay, then. all your stuff. And they and they have Raul take out one suitcase each. I mean, I That's it. That's all they have. All right. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that that that. Well, they can buy me. more stuff, I guess. Whenever they get where they're gonna go, right? And Lu Lucy just kind of bounces out. Hi, Bobby, and she just pops out the house like she doesn't know what the hell is going on. She doesn't know what's happening, and then she's just like, "Ah, right." Ugh. It's it like, it kind of like a. It was kind of like a. Remember me? I'm here too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then Pam waits in the car, Bobby goes in and Ellie's sitting next to Jock and not in her usual place at the table. That's true, yeah. Maybe they're, they're playing getting, they're getting ready to play backgammon or something. No, they're playing footsie under the table. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, they've, they've been reconnecting since, you know, yeah, Matt Devlin left the scene. So. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> so he says they're leaving and then beg <laughs> Ellie begs them to stay. She's like, not nah, you too. Like you can't leave like gary did says this, this is a hell of a decision decision to make without talking to us i'm like going uh newsflash he's a grown man right. he can leave daddy's house right he can he can get his own apartment now it still really bothers me but uh, i know that's their family dynamic but it still really bothers me yeah. that she's so upset about it which makes me say also she's the crying thing she don't get to drink when ellie cries and yes. has a big isn't this what Jim Davis complained about uh, 
off camera was always going all these people living under one roof it's just freaking ridiculous ridiculous and like he just wants to get his own apartment or whatever you know whatever like let him get his own apartment this would have solved all the problems but like if they if they all had like little houses on south fork (laughs) like the original like in the miniseries they all had these little cottages a little bit better but it's not as much drama so it's fine miss ellie thinks her entire world is falling apart if they're not all in the same house. And she it's does. Going, uh, poor Miss Ellie. Aww. It's <laughs> almost kind of creepy. And it is a little, little bit. Yeah. It's I not so to... It's not so Norman Bates-like, but it's just kind of like... Like she just doesn't know what a normal family dynamic is. Right. You raise your children uh, and go away. Yeah. And then they <laughs> visit you on the holidays. And then you but are free to travel I, I, and do what I, you I get where that's hard to give up. Your My son is about to go to college next year. So I'm having that <laughs> Miss Sally feeling right now. Okay, Mama. Right. So, um, but I, I, I'm hoping I can get past it. But my favorite of the scene where Bobby is ba- like his realization that like, Holy shit, like my whole family are questionable motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I never realized that before. And oh this, my God. this, I'm not down with whoa, that. Whoa, this whoa, scene. whoa. Questionable ass motherfuckers, really? Yeah. This, this, wait, this scene is where uh, I think I called Henry Ford one uh, of those a few podcast episodes ago. Oh, you might have. Yeah. <laughs> it's Henry, well, it's a questionable ass motherfucker, Henry Ford. Jesus. And pa- Patrick Duffy says about this scene that uh, when he saw this episode again on the Soap Network, mm-hmm. and he remembered how wonderful that scene was with Barbara, where he said goodbye. Yeah. And she, all, he said she always brought out the best in all who worked with her. And you actually ended up better than even you thought you could be. Well, because she's Queen Barbara Belgettis. Right. Yeah. Which I did not know, and if you have brought this up in the past, I have forgotten it, that she wrote children's books. I just found this out this week. Oh! I don't think I need that. She wrote two children's books. This was after, like, later? No, this was was in, like, 1963. Oh, Okay, I she thought that was after. Children. Okay, but no, and I didn't know that at all. And I just looked them up. They're both awesome. like the cheapest you can buy them are like thirty bucks a piece. And I'm collector's like, items now. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, now, anyway, uh, um, side note. We should cry, we should drink because uh, she cries. Uh, I thought I already okay, did. I did too. But do I need to go get wine? Or are we almost done? We're yeah, good. But, yeah, but. Uh, we're getting close. I'm God really getting talks close. About okay. How they were family and they stick together. And Bobby said that that's not at the expense of everyone else. That's what he can't live with. And right, right. I just also said that that wallpaper needs to go. It's too busy. It is. It, it definitely needs to go. It's of its time, okay. but it, it's yeah. really too busy. It's too much. Along with the nursery wallpaper yes. or painting yeah. or whatever it's the about hell time. it is. It's almost yeah. time. Okay, now, who ov- is- yeah, you were saying? Oh, I was going to say, Sue Ellen watches Bobby walk out. She overheard, then- she overheard this whole thing. Yeah, she, she, she overheard the whole yeah. thing, and she's freaking out because she realized that's her safety walking out. Mm-hmm. She's scared of shit now. She's, she is, like, caught in the crosshair. She is yeah. fully... That was her one thing. She, she's like the deer in the woods that was hiding behind the bush, and now the bush has been removed. Yep, 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 yep. yep. And what's wrong, and then Sue oh. just lays all that shit out. You you drove Gary away. Mm-hmm. Now Bobby, you tried to bribe Valine. You cheated your friends. 
Congratulations, JR. You are the Ewing's only son. And Ellie is so goddamn pissed off, and she just she can barely look at him. Mm-hmm. Right, and and then of course JR takes it out on Sue Ellen, and that's when he lays into her, oh. and that's my decision. Okay. <laughs> Calling the doctor at the he, Fletcher. She embarrassed him in front of his parents, and that's the last. That's going to be her last Whatever. say at this. Fuck you, JR, man. God. Yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Jr. Yeah. You're going back. It's called Doctor Rogers. Is going to be there to get you. And blah blah blah. And, and this next scene pisses me off. Like I, I am upset for Kristen when McSween arrives at her door, door with a warrant for and tries to bust her prostitution. Did you see and her face? Like, like, yeah. Why does he give her like twenty four? He's a, he's a bit soft because he gives her twenty four hours. Yeah, well, that was the f- fakest warrant was, ever served. Right, because it's it was not right. like, like, like I'm paper. gonna bust in here and arrest your ass, but I'll give you twenty four hours to get out of town. Right. Right. It was and, probably and, the and, loosely paper and, folded up. And here, here's yeah. what Mary Crosby said about that scene. She said, uh, "James L. Brown, James L. Brown, who played McSween, had difficulty th- threatening to arrest her character for prostitution." Because she recalled that he was a sweet old man who actually knew her father, Bing. And oh, so he's like, oh, Mary, he, I can't he said, that, <laughs> he said, I am having trouble saying these things to Bing's, Bing Crosby's daughter. <laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> Which is why, you know what? Sorry. I wanted to be an actress. And, or I wanted to act when I was younger. And then I realized that I would need a lot of training because I can't turn it on i'd do the same thing i'd be like i can't yell at you i can't be me i can't cry on cue i can't do this <laughs> i would i right. props to anybody who does that for a living because i'm like i wouldn't be able to take the rejection that actors have to take yeah yeah, yeah. that's what i realized no way <laughs> so alan beam is conveniently there of course conveniently yeah because he still hasn't taken a hint and left town you stupid ass says, <laughs> She says she's going to kill Jr. and he says to take a number because there are a few people ahead of her. Yeah. I sense a pattern is developing here. Yeah. I, I wrote that she literally looks like she's been slapped when McSween first says that. Like that's how mm-hmm. shocked she is and how she reacts. Like she's been slapped. In, her, in my mind, she's like, she, it was like almost like the worst thing you could say to her. It's like she thought that was like the worst right? like, society. Like mostly after the last episode. Like right. that's right. like awful. And then he gets so gross. He gets so gross where he looks at Alan and he's like, is she any good? I'm like, oh. you're so gross. Stop. Yeah. For a sweet old sweet. man, he really plays his part well. I'm telling he's a you. He's gross ass. I you know what? He's, he's one of my he favorites. Is, he is a good Carrie McSween, yeah. The dirty cop. He is a good actor. He's a good actor. The dirty cop with a few scruples. And Because De- yeah. I remember and he said that to played- JR and JR was like in later years and Dennis Patrick who played Von Leland he is a good actor too because he really makes you want to have you seen the bloopers with him Mm -mm. he's like like his face is like you want to laugh because he's so like (laughs) wait with Von Leland or with Von Leland yeah I've bookmarked some links to bloopers from other seasons too oh yes please but cool share them yeah but he, I'll, yeah i'll pull them up as, uh, as soon as i can he literally but, um, i think they were trying to actually i think the bloopers i'm thinking of are from this episode 
And it took them like two or three takes because he'd try to get in JR's face to be like, Arr. and then he'd like forget his line and laugh. So JR arranges to have Sue Ellen committed that night. Of course. Dr. Rogers is going to have some people come uh, take the range, but he doesn't want to be there. And he'll come to the oh, sanitarium you later to, questionable to sign the ass motherfucker. <laughs> right. Coward. And then Von Leland threatens JR over the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, this is your last chance. Yep, he's like, I want money back. back. And JR's <laughs> like, okay. Whatever. Like, All right. What are you going to do? Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he, he gets up and he leaves for I don't know where because he leaves the office. Right. And then we cut to Sue Ellen staring at the gun on her bed. And then she t- she's I, contemplating. Some, some, like, something is, okay. oh does, anyone get, does anyone get the sense that something is going to happen here? I mean, I something know, maybe. I love it though because she like stares at it and she's going back and forth and then she's like fuck it I'll take it Cliff is at Digger's grave saying that he's going to stop JR for good I really like cute Cliff's cute like orange car I don't know what yeah. it is but I like it it's, it's a BMW <laughs> is it? I, of course yeah, I only like upgraded. expensive cars I don't know anything no, don't about cars but upgraded. when I like them they're expensive he did have yeah, a bigger older model Cliff talking about then, stopping JR for yeah. good was supposed to be the original cliffhanger two episodes before. That's what I was wondering. Like, was this a po- taken from a couple episodes ago? Yeah. That was supposed to be what was okay. supposed to happen. After dear okay. Right. Cool, cool. And then CBS said, oh, we need two more. We need right, two more. Right, right. Just so Sue Ellen's at Dr. Elby's and she's determined not to go back to the sanitarium. She's right. Not gonna let it happen. And what's in her purse? The gun. The gun's in her purse. Lipstick and a derringer, as Linda Gray says. This is Texas. This time, he's not going to get what he wants. She can't rely on anyone to do what she has to do herself. The girl looks determined for once. Which is kill that motherfucker. Dramatic exit. So, (laughs) night falls on Dallas. Dun, dun, dun. JR is in his office. Rings. Which is crazy. No, he goes out to get himself a cup. Of, yeah, and then he goes oh, he out to get, get himself a cup of coffee. Which is crazy because he's actually working. Like, what is he? Do? He's not out carousing or whatever. He's at the office for once in his damn life. And he's instead of getting bourbon, he's getting coffee. So he's actually and then he, doing like, shit. And he what comes is going into on? his office and he he shuts the light off, which is I thought thought was a little weird. Was he some alone time? Was he getting ready to go or just chilling for a minute? He's just chilling, I think. I think he's, he's gonna have a moment. He's drinking that cup of coffee. He, I think he's probably thinking Relaxing. about how he's thinking about how Sue Ellen is at this point, probably in the custody on the way to the sanitarium, and then he has to go to sign the papers. Yeah, he's just thinking uh, about all the things that have gone his way in the last couple episodes. Right. Correct. And how many people he's pissed off. Oh, right. Jesus Christ. He's like, look how smart I am. So first, first camera, first person perspective. Yeah. Somebody is coming in off the elevator into the office. It's very Friday the 13th. Donna. Right. Slash Halloween. Donna. Slash it, actually, it's Halloween because Friday the 13th Donna hasn't Dunn. been released yet. Knocks something off of a bookcase or a Damn shell. It. A you dress. Klutz. I'm not going to say who it but is. Klutz. What is... It, it was a little off-putting from, or it looked a little weird from where they knocked the thing off and 
where they did what they did next. And JR comes, hello, anyone there? It comes out of the office and. And he falls. And he falls. Two shots, right? End of season. Was it two or three shots? I thought it was three. Maybe three. I thought I heard two. I thought it was pow, and then it's pow. I remember thinking it was interesting because I thought it was equivalent to like the JFK thing. Right. And, and maybe it was the same bullets just traveling around Dallas for it's 17 the, years. The ultimate and, magic bullet. Yes. Yeah. But I just thought from where this person knocked the item off of the uh, little stand yeah. to the point where they shot you, it was seemed that they were a little closer to the office and then maybe they backed up or something. Like they stood still for a little bit. They were just thinking sure. about it. They're like, okay, they're just right. Cause Larry Hagman watched the sip episode at home as he did with all of the episodes. And Leonard Katzman's original thought was to have Jr. shot and fall <laughs> to the floor as he swiveled around in his office chair to face a late night intruder. Oh, gee. But Where when the episode was filmed, when the episode was filmed, Katzman opted to have Jr. shot while walking out of his office into the reception area. And what they did with this episode, which was interesting, is they basically constructed the episode backwards. They yeah. shot him. They had no idea who did it. They went back and they constructed the storylines that would lead Mary Crosby, Randy Powell, Don Starr, and Fern Fitzgerald to the point where they could be a list of possible suspects. Any of them would have worked, but I any think it was best. Ellen, Cliff, any of them. It was best who who ended up killing him, I think was the best option. Yes. You mean shooting, yes, it you mean was shooting him, not killing him? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, you're jumping ahead like 30 years so here, that, Mary. Like 30 years, sorry. Damn. So this this is the second time Jr. has been shot because he got shot on the hunting on the dove hunt. Mm-hmm. Oh right, yeah, yeah, right. And it's and not the last. <laughs> it's the last. I, yeah, the way he behaves. I mean, that's his own fault, man. Yeah, it's actually, he's a black cat. He's got non laughs. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have the so, end of season, and up to this point, they've never left an audience since you know Peyton Place was a, a primetime soap soap opera that was big before Dallas but that was years before in the 50s 60s yeah 50s, early 60s right with uh, <laughs> Ryan O'Neill was in it and uh okay. um you know some others but they they didn't have some a following to this point where they could pull something like this off and the previous year, they obviously had Sue Ellen in the hospital near death with the baby's life in the balance. And they. Right. I think it helped that people didn't know if Larry Hagman over the break was going to renew his contract. Right. right. And what that happened. Whole thing, it just really like increased the, the chances of all of it. That and what could, happened was there was also complicating this matter that dragged it out even further was the there strike. was a th- this was an actor strike. An actor's mm-hmm. strike? Okay. It was a three-month actor's strike. Okay. And there was actually a writer's strike that went three months in 1981 that I didn't know okay. about. I thought it was the writer's strike, but that's... And then there was a 22-week... 
in 88, there was a 22 week writer's strike. That was the longest in history. I remember that because of Moonlighting. Right. They, They had a whole episode of Moonlighting based on it. Right, and that was right before Carter McKay joined the series. Must have been a bunch of scabs that wrote that one. <laughs> Trivia: Erin hates Carter McKay. That was like her Ew, least favorite too, character, honestly. But um, okay, so we're so gonna writers, get our stars. So the writers' strike yeah. obviously complicated. Yeah, I mean the actors' strike complicated right, this right, even right. further. For sure, and. And because I, there was, I think it was just because, so it ended in March, it came back in November. So it was like a huge, like month huge. long. It's like almost eight months. Right. Break. And then we didn't know if Larry Hagman was actually coming back. And so it just he, had everybody like. And they kept it such a huge secret and just right. a good job. And, it, it was right. like and even more. people who weren't watching heard all about this buildup. And then they replayed a lot of those episodes leading up to the finale in the fall right. of uh, 1980. Right. And we can do a whole, to... we can do a whole episode on the whole phenomenon here and just talk about that. At some okay, point. Yeah. That could be a DOA episode one of these weeks. For yes, sure. it could. And um, um, there was, you know, Larry obviously was looking for a payday at this point. Cause he said, Oh, this is, this is my, yeah, no, that was one, smart this is, this is my ticket to ride. And he's the first actor to yeah. set the bar for all these other high pay raises yeah. in year, yeah. later years. And when they didn't know if he was coming back, there was actually talk of Robert Culp replacing him. Yeah, yeah. And I I know that the first a lot of the first episode of season four is not Larry Hagman. Right. right. And there is there is a picture online of a close up of the person on the floor, yeah. and that is not Larry. Yeah. So he was holding out. He was mm-hmm. right. And yeah, we'll 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 get into this we'll whole phenomenon. There. We'll we'll but, see mm-hmm. just how it exploded. But for now, we are breaking for the season. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. All right, Mary. How many bourbons you give it? I give this four point nine bourbons and a little rec- cassette recorder to record secret conversations. <laughs> I give it 4.75 bourbons and a pearl handled pistol. Ooh, oh, interesting. Yes. I will give it 4.9 as well because it was great. And I will give James L. Brown his um, redemption back. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay that you had to accuse Mary Crosby of prostitution because you were only acting man right, right. <laughs> that's all i could come up with i'm sorry you guys that was lame it's okay it's good <laughs> it's lame it's lame as shit all right i am launching the first 5.0 oh no, i've done what i've done I've done a five. I've done a five or two. Well, I, I wasn't done. I'm launching the five first five point zero that I am giving. That you have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was dramatic I pause. I'm sorry. Yet. I'm sorry for my dramatic pause. And I am That's giving what you them. Do. Yes, kind of the anticipation. You shatter everything, Josh. <laughs> you shatter the shit out of everything you do. All right, and you know it. And, uh, <laughs> Sue Ellen's commitment papers to Fletcher Sanitarium. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And uh, yeah, William Shatner just turned 90. So happy birthday, William Shatner. Yeah. 
He did. That's nuts. Denny Crane. So, yeah, thanks for joining us. We're at the end of season three. Um, Join us next season. Um, Yeah, we love you. Please join us on our, our group so we can talk about all the things. And join us on our join the group like the page follow us on instagram and twitter we're gonna try and, to come up with some new things next season so yeah yep then. and if you know anybody bring them in there you go I, bye bye y'all y'all come back now you hear bring them in <laughs> i had nothing planned for this Did week y'all rain man bring them in, in. <laughs> Now the burning topic of the day Right across the nation Is not the presidential race A galloping inflation Who cares about the weather what Russia might be doing But everybody wants to know Is who shot J.R. Ewing? Who shot J.R. Ewing? Who shot old J.R. down? Who shot that son of a Texas gun That night in Dallas town? Well, I know he had it coming But the truth, it must be found Can anybody tell me who shot J.R. down? Now J.R. he's a Texan An oil man through and through And he knows an oil man's got to do What an oil man's got to do So he played it hard and he played it rough And then once in a while He stabbed somebody in the back But he'd do it with a smile Who shot J.R. Ewing? Who shot old J.R. down? Who shot that son of a Texas gun That night in Dallas town? Well, I know we had it coming But the truth, it must be found Can anybody tell me Who shot J.R. down? Once Miss Tennessee And when she married old J.R. She lost her sanity Or it might have been her sister The woman J.R. scorned Or his younger brother Bobby Maybe daddy or his mom Who shot J.R. Ewing? Who shot old J.R. down? Who shot that son of a Texas gun That night in Dallas town? Well, I know we had it coming, but the truth, it must be found. Can anybody tell me who shot J.R. down? Who shot J.R. Ewing? That's what I'd like to know. It happened right before me on my favorite TV show. Now, it had to be one of five or six, but the question is, which one? The world has a right to know When I asked Chuck, did he shoot J.R.? 
He said, hell no. After all, J.R. is my own flesh and blood. And I said, that's as good a motive as any. Then I asked Sue Ellen. She flashed her little eyes at me and said, why? I wouldn't do a thing like that to my darling husband, would I? That only left Miss Ellie. She said she didn't do it, but she knew who did. I said, who? And she told me, you know who it was? Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha.